0: Welcome to ah! Merrickville.
1: Welcome
2: to Bloody Friday, Sydney. How good is that? And joining me back in the chair, Jill Dilrook
3: Gias is back in the studio. Great to have you back, there. Get a mess. I would have liked Jill Rook. That sounded like <laughs> a good way to kick it off. <laughs> I haven't seen you in three weeks and you've already forgotten my name. <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. Alright, Warwick Mott. <laughs> oh, I just uh, forgot. <laughs> Warwick Metz. Warwick Metz is
2: why like, I used to write letters to people under oh, really? the pseudonym of Warwick Metz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So clever. What a genius.
4: We talk about Dilrook all day when we're planning the show. You never stumble. And then as soon as we turn the mics on, you get all nervous that you're going to get it wrong. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I overthink it. Yeah. Dil yeah.
3: Jai singer. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. See, I, my, I used to go around as Dill for the first uh, year of uni, and people ask what's Dil short for, and I said it's so my first name and my last name is D-double-O-R. So they'll be like, "Oh, is that a is that a real Sri Lankan name, Dil Dora?" <laughs> well, there'll be no dildos on this show today, or maybe
2: there'll be two. Oh, it's hard to say. We'll be talking. We'll be talking about the eleven million dollar cloud arch Sydney is going to build. That's right. We're having a cloud arch. You don't know what it is? Why? Why would you? Why would you even care? We're going to explain what that is very shortly. Great to have back in the co-host chair today, Durok Jai-Singer. Hello. Dil, great to have you back here. And I want to to kick off the show with a kind of interesting thing. Like each each day when we do the show, we kind of Mm. look around the world and see on news sites, you know, what's going on, uh, try to avoid some of the clickbait.
3: Yeah, the hot topics. Yeah, exactly.
2: And unfortunately, there is a lot of kind of clickbait out there. And normally we just kind of gloss over it. Mm. But today there was one which was, it was just straight out said, uh, world's hottest firefighter. Right. <laughs> now, normally, normally when we would see this, we would just go, oh, okay. Another
3: calendar. Yep, yeah.
2: exactly. Those guys with, a you know, massively ripped rigs that have just got like an eight pack and like mm. boobs like dinner plates. And you just go, <laughs> man, I don't need to see that. Like, I mean, already, you know, you've, you've got the rig right. You've got the great job. The ladies love you. Don't see it. And then... On Further investigation, we actually found out the world's hottest firefighter was Gunnarten. She's mm. a firefighter from Stavanger in
3: Norway. So, there's yeah, like, there's three levels of hot. Yeah, you got Scandinavia, you got Gunnaten that sounds like a character from Game of Thrones. Yeah, like, does it? You know? yeah. <laughs> We need to run this by the council of Gunnaten before we decide on who the hottest firefighter I is. I think she might have got out of Gunnaten's. Yeah. Well, they're Gunnaten's. Oh. I'll tell you that right now. They're
2: Gunnaten's.
3: <laughs> and... <laughs> Good, she, she, she's the one who comes to arms when the dragon shoots out all the fire. She's yeah. there to sort oh. it out. Just. <laughs> So, good night. And how, what, so what's her story? She's a uh, Instagram I never, celebrity? I didn't, go, I didn't get that far. A, she's an heiress.
2: She <laughs> looks long, looks long. I've along got the... no
3: idea about this human being. I literally saw the picture and just went, right, boys, let's, we'll get this on
4: air straight away. <laughs> let's get this on air now. This visually appealing so, thing will be perfect <laughs> for a non-visual medium. Yes, yeah, yeah, what I'll
2: do is yeah. I'll get on and we'll look at yeah. this picture for about it's five the, minutes. Welcome to the gun Show, right? That's <laughs>
5: exactly
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Goodnight is a firefighter in Norway and she has got um about well earlier today she had 114,000 fans on Instagram but I reckon that's up around about 19 million now yeah. um and something 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 she said she wants to <laughs> something 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 and uh, she's a firefighter and <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, yeah. she looks exactly <laughs> how you would imagine
3: a Norwegian female firefighter look well, I, first of all, I think well she's she's brunette, isn't she? So when I first heard Norway, I sort of started thinking maybe more blondie. Is she blonde or brunette? Well, here's the sad thing: I didn't even bother to look at the color photos. <laughs> I just saw the black and white and went, "That that'll do." <laughs> <laughs> what's,
2: like your, work, what's, what's your what's what's your People can no,
4: check out people can check out the photo of Gun on our Instagram page. Oh, wait, what,
3: what a bunch of sex pests we are.
4: <laughs> I've tagged you in it. Of course you <laughs> and her.
3: Thanks for bringing me into this episode <laughs> <laughs> of the show. Um how's your how's your Norwegian accent? Could you reckon Uh is it
2: a little bit like Dutch?
3: Because you're the a little <laughs> Hello, good. Hello, good afternoon. It's a bit of bit of Lawrence Morney's Rudy. Yeah, so it's got to exactly. be Rudy about it.
2: Should we go and get some mulled wine? should they drink mulled wine? Look, here's the thing, right? Is that I think there's an interesting conversation here about mm. what people think is the hottest profession. We're going to open up the phones in a second because I th- I know that women think that. Um, Guys like firefighters, obviously you know the ones that do with the calendars, are like you know yeah. like they're kind
3: of the hot. The thing. Sort of the stereotype. That yeah. Even even in like male strippers, you always think you know firefighters sliding down the pole, all the euphemisms, you know.
5: <laughs> so. but there's, yeah.
4: Dudes, given that a lot
5: of
2: I thought. Know,
4: I
3: know.
2: He's, <laughs> he's on it though. He's there. But there's also you know there's all those other professions. Like I know that you know a lot of women do find pilots attractive. You know, um, obviously yep. not Tiger Airways, but you know like that. Doubt- <laughs> Because they just roll up in a pair of tracky pants and a windshield <laughs> yeah. that says Everlast on it. And they go, I'm fine, you're playing. No, I'm only joking. That it's not, they're far more professional than that. But I I think it's, it's there's a, a, the conversation there about what is the most attractive profession. Not necessarily the most uh, attractive uniform. Because I think you, you've got to be careful. Because you try and live the fantasy and you can get yourself in trouble, Dill. Because mm. years and years and years ago, when I was a young man, I uh, met this girl at a bar. And, uh, she told me that she was a nurse and I went, oh, okay, oh. Yep. <laughs> so I'm a 20 year old man. I, in my mind, I've just gone, she's a nurse. She yep. is the girl from blink 182's record think. Right. A- <laughs> right. Well,
3: Lidemulder, be- whatever her name, Janine yeah. Lidemolder, That's the, uh, wow. the, the yeah. fact that you know her <laughs> name, <dear>. girl. <laughs> wow. As soon as that came out of my mouth, I went, oh no, <laughs> you've dug yourself a whole year, champ. <laughs> said so, so that he's gone. Famous oh, adult Sam. actress.
2: Hit it with those people thinking I'm not a sex pest, and now they do. <laughs> <laughs> you know her name, Dill.
4: <laughs> he just had to check the tattoo. He just... <laughs>
3: He's got a copy of the CD in his oh, pants. Oh, come on. What's my age again? Uh, 32. That's right. I, uh... Damn it. <laughs> but no, I but t- you got <laughs> I to...
2: I tried to go. I thought, you know, let's let's try and go the the whole fantasy, see what it's like. So I, I you know, I was kind of, you know, had a date with this girl and she said to me, oh, she said, I'll, I'll meet you after work. And I said, oh, cool. And uh, she's coming around and I said, um... Uh, well, you know, you can you could just you could just wear your uniform. She goes, oh no, I get changed. I said, no, 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 you <laughs> could you could just you just wear your uniform because in my mind, yeah, poly, <laughs> is, like you know, it's made out of latex. Vine, yeah, yeah latex, even, white. Yeah. It's, not even, it's not even made out of any natural fibres mm. at yeah. all. Anyway, I actually thought you might just come with a cross painted on it. Anyway, <sighs> this is this is my mind. This is my <laughs> mind. So she comes around and I meet her after she's finished work. And oh my god, the reality was not the same. The she, scrubs. She had a no, she had a brown <laughs> uniform on oh, with right. a, a watch that hung from her top. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No red mm. cross written anywhere. And there was a stain on her shirt. And I said, What what happened there? You just spilled your lunch. And she said, an old man vomited on me. <laughs> and I went.
3: Then you're like, Oh my god, I have a new fantasy now. <laughs> it's like what's your dad doing later tonight? Oh, like, How old is he? Oh, I thought I like nurses. You know what I like? Geriatric nurses.
2: <laughs> just wrong. I wanna open up folks. First of all, Dill, do you do you have a profession that you think is the most attractive
3: profession? Well, I do. I I I I I mean, playing to the stereotype of of uh, uniforms, yeah sure I do enjoy a uniform. But I I particularly enjoy you know around the Sydney C B D you see those uh the, uh, the girls oh. holding up the lolly, lollipop signs, you yeah. know, the construction. <laughs> yeah. That really does it for me because I, I have so many questions. Like, I'm assuming a lot of them are backpackers. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I like to like to think that they actually studied this trade and then got to that point where they wanted to hold lollipops. So hang on, a, you're, you're
2: saying that they're They, tra- they studied the trade of holding a pole. <laughs> yes, that's 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 their. <laughs>
3: <laughs> exactly. Come on, this well, is that's not the that kind
2: of show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's a massive lie. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a call. We'll take a call very we'll quickly. Yeah. We have got uh, Kayla in French as far as. Hi, Kayla. Hi. Right, um. So definitely, anything to do with medicine, you have got doctors, like
5: physiotherapists. All mm. of them are young. They're
2: smart.
6: They're making money. There is absolutely nothing better.
2: So you don't necessarily even need the uniform, do you, Kayla? It's just as long as you like. They're right. in the medical profession. Do they need
3: to wear the stethoscope?
6: it's just a
5: medical profession. But, like, obviously, like, a man in uniform is beautiful. But, Mm. as you said, like, they've had a whole day at work. Things happen. They can get vomit on them. Like, they're treating sick people, you know?
4: Have you heard of Dr. Jeffrey Edelstein? (laughs)
5: What was that, say?
4: Have you heard of Dr. Jeffrey Edelstein? (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen him? He's a (laughs) doctor. He's a doctor. (laughs) Have a think about what you've said, (laughs) Clara.
5: I I
2: think that's fantastic that we at least sort of open up the topic of conversation. Carla's gone, right, they need to know about medical staff and and surgeons (laughs) right now. They work really hard. They're helping the universe. Yeah, and they're apparently very attractive. (laughs) 13353, let's open up to men and to women. What's the most attractive profession? It doesn't have to be a uniform. It might involve a uniform. But what's the most attractive profession to you? Talking to you on 13353 about the... Professions that you find attractive. Uh, we do a lot of research at this show, a lot, <laughs> and we saw a picture of a Norwegian firefighter and went, "Let's do 25 minutes of airtime on that." <laughs> her name. Her name is Gunnarten. She's 13. She fights fires in Stavanger in Norway.
3: Norway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just... yeah, yeah, you need to clean the microphone after that. You just spat <laughs> it everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> just it's not a euphemism. It's the. Uh... <laughs>
2: Yeah. Dilrook D- finds, D- finds the the, uh, the paddle pop, the lady, what do you call it? The lollipop ladies who the do the, the, paddle <laughs> the, the, the paddle pop line. The paddle yeah. Chad Kroger really does it
3: for me.
5: Do <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> You find the uh, the the construction workers that hold the... Uh, the well, there's something intriguing there. about them. Yeah.
3: I feel like they each have a real... I mean, they're usually quite hot. And they also, <laughs> I feel like, have a good story. as <laughs> to how they back ended story. up there. Yeah,
2: that's yeah, what you're
3: interested in, the backstory.
2: We've got Dean in Bondi.
3: Hello, Dean.
5: Hey, boys, how are you doing? You're going good, off man. today, yeah? You're going all right. A match, <laughs> We're going all right. Good.
3: We're going going all right. right. Good. I'm putting that on my comedy festival portion next year. <laughs> Dean said you're going all right. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right, mate. What, you, what profession do you find attractive? It's,
5: it's got to be high school teachers, eh? Like, especially if you go on a school and the teacher there, even if she's got like a half thick head, just the fact that she's your teacher, like that—that's got to be the ultimate. She's <laughs> <Jesus. I> a <mean. laughs> What a sexist day. Like, Does it matter
3: what what, what subject they're the... teaching?
5: Uh, Yeah, I'm pretty open, man. Like, I, I don't really do all that. <laughs> it doesn't really matter how you are.
3: That's what we love about you, Dean. You're so accepted. <laughs> <Thank> you,
5: <bro. laughs> I, I guess
3: trad- traditionally, PE teachers sort of tend to tend to cop it a bit because mm. they're sort of involved <laughs> in the more physical aspect of. Yeah.
5: I don't know. I always thought that was too like, manly, though. Like, I, I don't want love like, that. Yeah, you're right. I'm going to say.
6: She's obviously not that clever anyway. Like, she's doing, like, ceramics or whatever. So she's only doing it for.
5: Oh, she's not brainiacs. So they should have some fun as well. So, how old so are you, Dean? Subject. How, old, are you, how mate? old am I? I'm yeah. 28. 28. So, do
3: you have any particular teachers in mind as you're saying this <laughs> yeah. from like 10, yeah, well, 15 years say. ago? Yeah, I mean,
5: what if what if she's listening? I've got kids and everything now. I can't say, oh, listen, listen.
2: <laughs> yeah. I just gotta warn everybody. Dean's in the 21 Jump Street program. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Dean's Dean's back at school <laughs> undercover, but he's not trying to he's not trying to arrest anyone. He's just trying to get himself arrested. Let's get to Lisa in Blacktown. How are you, Lisa?
5: Oh, good, thanks. Love the topic, guys. Oh, uh, good, good.
2: What do you think is the most attractive profession?
5: I reckon it's got to be musos, particularly bass players. When they slap the bass, is, right. yeah, that does it. Bass, bass does players? It.
2: It's, I mean, yeah. is it the slow strumming effect?
6: No, they don't slow strum. They slap, they, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: they slap, slap. <it>, well. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, Lisa! Yeah, got me one of my own. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The low tones of it as well. The mmm, mm, mm. yep. oh, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, right. In, a- any any particular, particular yeah. bass player that you, you're thinking of? Oh, I've got my own one. Oh, yeah, oh, you've
2: got your own man, and he's a bass player. But is there any that yeah, we that guitar? Is there any that we'd be familiar with that you can kind of you know? say this isn't the ideal kind of bass player.
5: Oh, I don't know. It's not. A Oh, bass player from, like, Carnival, any any hard rock.
2: Right, hard rock bass yeah. players. All right, mm-hmm. loser. Well, I'm glad to see that you've <laughs> snagged one of your own. Well done. That's great. We've got Shannon in Quakers Hill. Hello, Shannon. Yes, hello, Very good indeed, mate. Uh, what do you find the most attractive profession? Uh, lady Trades, bro. Anything in high viz. Lady tradies, anything um, in high viz. Oh, so similar to yes, me. Mate. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Because you can see oh, them lady. clearly as well.
5: Yeah, I understand. <laughs> If you've,
3: got, if you've got half a decent rig into wearing high vis, <laughs> okay, if
2: you've got half a decent rig, it's it's more attractive in high vis. is what Shannon just said.
3: <laughs> I just snorted. <laughs> it's got the radio. I
4: love it. Uh, people are not holding back, are they? It's I funny. know. I don't, I, I don't think anyone's ever said that high vis is flattering before.
5: No, Shannon
4: is on board. It's protective, though. Bit of role playing in Shannon's world. Is it if they? It, Still, you might be able to answer that
2: if you have yeah, sexual yeah. relations with somebody in high vis, is that potentially actually protective sex? No, uh, well,
3: <laughs> <laughs> you're taking all the precautions. Yeah, <laughs> I think um, it's a hard oh s will be happy about it. Liam
2: well, <laughs> said it's a hard hat zone. <laughs> You'd hope so; otherwise, you need to get yeah, some Viagra. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rowan in Stanmore.
5: Hey guys, how, very,
2: how are you? Very good, mate. Good, all right. What, what professional do you? What profession do you find attractive?
5: Thanks for letting me on you. Sorry, I got a bit of a stutter, but thanks for letting me sp- the opportunity. That's to all be right, on mate. Sh- steam cleaners. You know the little what the, the, little they've got the little blue the curly curl curl on the top and it's yeah the right. straight to to sorry but...
2: okay so professional steam cleaners. Thank you, Rowan. That
4: was an excellent contribution there. So, but Rowan, just explain to me, you mean the, like the people who come to your house and professionally steam clean the carpets? You no,
5: know, the steam, the, the, the you know, the curly, The dry cleaners? Yeah, you no, know, the steam, the, the step, oh, oh, the, the, you know, the little bit on the top, the little blue bit, that uniform?
2: No idea what you are <laughs> about, Rowan. But you are might... making me—I f- am afraid
5: that uh, you are yeah. making
2: me frightened that I might have to use the dump button because I am not sure we are going to check <laughs> off air. Like and we are going to find out and get some clarity? Okay, Let's move to just... Dave very quickly. Dave and Panania, hello, mate.
4: Hello, guys. I am going to go a nice quick one. Okay. Anyone yep. in
3: radio? Anyone in radio? You got right. producers?
2: Thanks very much, Dave. Thank you very much, Dave. Oh, you
3: are <laughs> <Dave. You're> gone. <laughs> bye. Thank you, Dave. There you go. Bye. Thank
4: you. We love you too, Dave.
2: Bye, bye, David. <laughs>
0: Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary, here's a word from our sponsor.
4: G'day, Mark Howard here. A year ago, I started the Howie Games podcast, which has given me a fantastic opportunity to chat with some of the biggest names in world sport. The Howie Games is all about positivity. The episodes aim to inspire, to motivate, to get you up and get you out there. And no man does this better than West Indian cricketer, Darren Sammy.
5: My mum always ensured that... She made us understand that, you know, be content but with what you have. But that doesn't mean that you cannot aim to be better because you could always be better in life. But don't be greedy. Don't be, be be content. So, yes, I didn't have the best shoes, but, you know, every day we found something to eat. There was something on the table, whether it be the dry bread with water or you flour and milk. Mm. We found something to it. We survived.
4: You can listen to the Howie Games at au or download the Podcast One app.
2: Joined this afternoon by Dilruk Jayasina. And uh, Dilruk has uh, got a few TV credentials uh, currently <laughs> at the moment. You might have seen him on Have You Been Paying Attention? But also, too, on the ABC's Utopia, which uh, often focuses on the foibles of government and bureaucracy. Mm. So that's why I thought I'd just chuck this one at you today, Dil, because... Clover Moore, the Sydney town mayor, who I have, a um, uh, we have different opinions on certain things. Tumultuous? <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> no, I just, that's she's, too much. I've
3: met her before. She's uh, yeah. she's fine, but she the <laughs> she's fine. You, have, she's you fine. have disagreements about how things should be done. Yeah, one
2: of those disagreements is that she wanted to build a cloud arch, which is a public artwork here in Sydney, mm. um, right near Town Hall, right near her office, probably just outside the window where she can have a look at it. Um, and that was going to be $3.5 million. And I was like, wow, that's a... Hmm. That's a lot of money, $3.5 yeah. million, for. A, but that's blown out um, because of the uh, light rail that she's also building right out in front of her office. That uh, artwork now has been encumbered by the project, by the light rail project, so that's blown out to $11.3 million
3: mm. for a cloud arch. Mm. Mm-hmm. And And there's no, correct me if I'm wrong, there's no practical purpose for this cloud arch um, other than an aesthetic value?
2: It looks like a ribbon that's just end on end stuck in the ground. That's what that's what it's going to look like. But it's good
3: because they can't just call it big ribbon, because <laughs> that's not going to sell. So they it cloud arch. <laughs> right, right. It's funny in, in Sri Lanka uh, did in Christmas last year. The government wanted to break the record for the world's tallest Christmas tree, and uh, it was uh, people were really upset about it because it was like going to cost 12 million rupees, which you know it's about 80,000 US so it's not that much but <laughs> yeah. still 12 million rupees was a big uh, big big issue but then the the saddest thing is the the catholic church actually came out and said this is a waste of money stop doing it because wow. christmas is about giving to the needy and this is just extravagant spending but wow. they went ahead with it because they wanted the guinness world record and then after it was all done they f- realized they hadn't filed their application to guinness correctly <laughs> so they actually didn't get the record <laughs> Uh, That's funny
2: Well, the funny thing about this is And that's not funny um, Is that as taxpayers We're going to have to pay for it Um, It's blown out by um, Just under $8 million And it's actually As a result of the the light rail there And the fact that it's going to have to be changed It's actually going to be smaller so it's <laughs> it's one of these that we get less, but we pay a lot more. more.
3: Yeah. So I've that's... used that on uh, on uh, first dates sometimes. <laughs> where Less is smaller. It's still sometimes better, <laughs> but. <laughs> You know, in this, in, in public service, I don't know if you can get away with it. Yeah, look, I mean, we've all
2: pulled out our cloud arch and been disappointed <laughs> by what we've seen. It, my thing is, that, look, I know that as a city and as a society, uh, particularly as a first world country, we should be encouraging the arts and I don't have a problem with that. I do think that you need to have those kind of, um, the, those points in the city where people, can enjoy them and see these uh, artworks, mm. and they're open to public areas, right? But here's the thing. When you've just got a ribbon in the air for $11 million, it's not mm. doing enough, right? If you're going to do that, first of all, let's set some money aside for what Sydney siders really want to see as an artwork, right? Because mm. it's got to be accessible to people. People are not going to relate to a cloud arch We've got some audio of people who have seen the design. This is from people who are on the streets of Sydney. They've seen the design, and this is what
3: they think. It's not really my thing. It's very big and uh, probably unnecessary. I'm I'm
5: sure that um, there's other things we could spend that money on.
7: It's going to cost us $11.3 million.
5: It's interesting. It's striking. It's very modern. It's going to look... Interesting. In contrast to uh, to this hmm. building, so
4: nothing positive. <laughs> 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 nothing sounds like sounds like some uh, deals Tinder responses as well.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Cloud Arch swipe left. Because <laughs> <laughs> because the the, the the argument from their side of uh, the, the, for the positive of mm. it is saying that that tourists will come in to Sydney to see the Cloud Arch, which no, no they're not. <laughs> I don't. No, they're not. I hate to say no it. No one's going to care.
2: No, I don't no. really. <laughs> no, I mean, here's the thing too. Like, why do we need anymore? This is Sydney. Have you seen the freaking Opera House? Yeah, it's amazing. Say, <laughs> that exactly. thing is officially amazeballs. Right next to it, old mate, the Harbour Bridge. <laughs> I mean, seriously, what can you possibly build? You just go, well, I think we found the third one that we needed. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, got yeah, a yeah. cloud arch. Oh, now we look like a real city. We've got a little bit of a, a quiz. Uh, Liam, my producer today, has constructed a new quiz. This is something we like to do from time to time because it means that I don't have to do as much work. Yep. and um,
4: Basically, yeah. Liam
3: does yeah. all the work. That's outsourcing. This yeah, is nice exactly. when I'm on the other side of the table of an outsourcing joke. Yeah, <laughs> <So that's> exactly. <laughs> Spot on. Actually,
2: Spot on. actually I, <laughs> I did actually, but here's the thing though. I, to be fair, yeah. I came up with the idea and then I got bored of it and walked away. So yes. I came up with the original <laughs> yeah. part of it <laughs> yeah. and then it looked like it needed some work and mm-hmm. I went, <sighs> yeah. it was something to do with a rabbit or something,
4: wasn't it? Yeah, it was, roughly. (laughs) Actually, I've emailed this through to you, and I was hoping you could um, run this for me at a cheaper price, if that was possible. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. What happens happens today, uh, Sydney Reddit, the thread on Reddit uh, around Sydney is um, a well of fun, basically. Uh, Someone Mm. posted on Sydney Reddit today that their pet rabbit had gone missing in the Wentworthville area, and the owners shared a detailed post. I'll just share this with you before we get into the quiz. That rabbit is dead. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) And I hope it tasted <laughs> delicious. Listen, listen. Bye. bye, bye. Listen to the uh, missing post they put up. Late last night, my family rabbit got out of its enclosure from the side of our house. All, all good. It's a fairly large, heavy rabbit that's completely w- white with a large red eye. Okay, so mm. now we know what Bit it of looks like. Palmer about it. Yep. Mm. But now, it, it's now... A Terminator rabbit. Mm. When she's lying down, she's tending to keep her ears flat on her body, but at other times she's got them sticking up. If so, anybody sees anything that matches the description in the Wentworthville area, please PM me. Thanks.
2: So you've just described
4: a rabbit. It's a rabbit. <laughs> so hang on a second. Hang on. This, a... this, this rabbit's got <laughs> ears? Yeah.
3: Yeah. That are sometimes
4: yeah. flat, flat and sometimes sticking up. Sometimes
3: it's flat, sometimes it sticks up, yep. and it's white. Yes. You know, rare. <laughs> 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 a rare white rabbit There's one of those ears. rare albino rabbits that are, you know, <laughs> <laughs> being discovered as we speak. All right. Sometimes so, it
2: lays down and out of the times it doesn't. Yeah. So I think we've narrowed it down. It's in Wentworth Will.
4: I hate to say it, that rabbit's not coming home. That rabbit uh, is gone to God. We've got a little animal quiz ready for you. I need mm. uh, your buzzers to be uh, Merrick, uh, your spirit animal, please. Okay. My spirit animal? Mm. Uh, wombat. Wombat. Great. Yeah, uh, rook. Spirit animal? Hippo. Always hippo. Oh,
5: Just toys. in
3: the Water, just lounging about. Yeah.
4: Can be aggressive, but vegetarian. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know they were vegetarian, right? Oh, Oh, yeah, largely. Okay, here we go. First question Name three fictitious rabbits. Merrick. Oh. No. Uh, the, the, uh, the, uh, the Hippo. No, no. Oh, hippo. I heard Hippo. I heard yes. Hippo. Yes. You were about
3: uh, to <laughs> Do we <laughs> do We, we, we got to leave this place. Bugs Bunny. One. Um the uh, Oh my god, have I lost it already? Uh, Wombat. Uh, Peter. Wombat. Roger
2: and <sighs> oh.
3: Yeah, Peter, Roger. Yeah, and
2: yeah and Roger. Yeah, and Bugs. Correct. He's Correct. Right. Well done. He's back! <laughs> Not that I'm competitive,
4: Julius. Next, Next, Next question. Here we go. A male rabbit is called a buck. A female rabbit is Mary, called a. one bat, doe.
3: Oh, what? Oh. You uh, get to hear the
4: rest of the question. Yeah. A male rabbit is called a buck. A female rabbit is called a doe. A young rabbit oh. is called a what? A uh, Hefner. The. Um... <laughs> Uh, no, it's called, uh, called Hefner candy. It's called <laughs> Hefner candy. <laughs> candy. Uh, called uh, can, I, can I have a go? No, you can't because no, I just okay, said the answer. I just, it's not a kid. Or it's a kitten. It? A kitten. Yeah. A kitten, really? I think it's a yeah. kit. Or a kit. A kit. Kit mm-hmm. or a kitten. Well, I corrected you so I was right. Oh. Next question. What is you? Un- what is unique about the following phrase? The quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog. Hippo. Yes, hippo. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe I'm calling myself hippo. Uh, <laughs> it has uh, all the letters of the alphabet in Correct. that sentence. Correct. Okay. One apiece. Here we go. We, this, so we're doing a rabbit quiz. We're doing an animal quiz. Well, is, it, is it a rabbit
2: quiz or an it animal quiz? It, it started off as a rabbit t- quiz. If it's a rabbit quiz, there better be a question about marital
4: aids in this. Is <laughs> And there's a few mums we right did now the other who are laughing very heavily. Here we go. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> Three female mammals undergo menopause. Name them.
2: One uh My mum, uh, no, my, my wife one day, oh. and that chick in the office is always grumpy with me.
4: <laughs> I mean, technically you've got one, which is humans. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, what are the yeah. other two animals? Um, mammals. Any uh,
3: thoughts? Maybe like a whale? Correct. Yeah. <laughs>
4: I don't know I where they came I can't from? You got that. <laughs> <laughs> the humpback whale and one more. They're all... no, I was going gonna... oh. <laughs> <laughs> like to Yep. Wombat. Third one be elephant. Well done. Oh, I'm going to give you wow. both the point. All right. This is the this is the tiebreaker here. It's a true or false. Okay. The British monarch legally owns all pigeons in open parklands. True or false? One Yes, one I'm saying true. Yes. The British right. monarch owns all so it's the my unmarked swans, swans. swans in open waters. She swans. doesn't own so, the pigeons. and So my
3: answer is true as well. So did I <laughs> <the> I <wind? laughs> knew that. Disappointed Swans. So that's an you know interesting why? fact for me.
2: You know why? They, oh, just very, very quickly, oh. Dil. The reason why? Well, no, because okay. this is interesting. Okay. And if it's not, it's boring. So okay. it's going to be go. one of the
3: two. <laughs> is right, because, I've got the campfire ready. Sit around, kids.
2: So <laughs> way back in the day, the, the Renaissance, there was a, a very, very strict food hierarchy that was really underpinned by birds and what birds you could eat and how you could eat it. And aristocracy could eat certain birds that poor people mm. couldn't eat, right? So as you went further up the chain... You, yeah. could, you would eat them. Anyway, so at the top was kind of like swans. They were yeah. like they were regarded as the highest form of it. And then during the war, during, I think it was the first war and maybe even the second world war, there was um, uh, food shortages, huge food shortages. And uh, So the queen owned all the swans. And then yeah. that was kind of enforced because during the second world war, people were going around were starving, you know, food shortages. So they'd go around and they'd knock off native birds and one of them was swans. But you couldn't do it because it was against the law. It was against the legs of law. Right? So, I, I mean... Did she I...
3: famously say Let him eat pigeon Or something like that Oh no that's the French one so... <laughs> well, it's the... good that I managed to Have you eaten swan? Nah I wouldn't what... eat swan What are you to doing bird. tonight? <laughs> <That's>
2: <laughs> <what I> go... <laughs> have... Let's kill an ibis and eat it oh. <laughs> 20 bucks is we... No okay No we've been told That's Dill Regan so... Singer always... <laughs> always good to have we'll you see In you, the studio he's... Dill will be back in Next Friday <laughs> Oh I'd see you next Friday Dill uh, Excellent gentlemen. See you, you then. then See you then
5: Here comes the money Sorry,
0: I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary, here's a word from our sponsor.
3: The following is an official announcement from the Australian Government. Over the past few years, thought crime has reached record levels. Subversion is rife. Our enemies are everywhere. Trust no one. Luckily, there is an answer. Peter Dutton. No, not Peter Dutton. Thank God introducing a new series on podcast one that interrogates the real threats to Australia like john safran rob sitch and children's author andy griffiths
5: oh god i love
3: those treehouse books who will survive who will fail introducing extreme vetting with the Chaser. the chaser the only show with the power of life and death over its guests
2: Listen at podcast1.com.au or via the Podcast One app. About 45 minutes away from Triple M's coverage of the footy tonight. So much to discuss. A big day in footy, big day in sport. Ryan Gerdler, Dan Gadane join me here in the studio. Gentlemen, welcome. Boys. Hey, right. boys. Let's kick off, first of all, with uh, the big story of the day, because I know you guys will cover off tonight's games uh, later on with the call and obviously you know throughout the, the evening with commentary. Laurie Daly, axed as the coach of the New South Wales Blues. Big story. Surprise, not surprised.
1: Yeah, a little surprised because they had a a meeting just after the series was completed Mm. uh, and they said that, you know, they were taking into consideration, obviously, you know, where Laurie was and and where they were as a sort of board moving forward with the New South Wales Rugby League and I kind of thought that it it was then going to sort of be left up to Laurie who, you know, has had five series, he only won one of those series but, you know, we know what a competitor he was, what a great player he was and... And I got the feeling from the board, Dan. I don't know if you're the same, that it was going to be left up to loss.
7: Yeah. Well, George Paponis, uh, days later, basically in the heat of it all, said it's. Uh, we have no intention of letting him go. But then that's when the Dugan-Ferguson yeah, yeah. story came out. Yeah. And I reckon, Gerds, that yeah. was the tipping point. Even I though agree. it's not Laurie's fault necessarily, they've thought well, there's a problem here. We've got to do something about it.
1: I'm with you, Dan. I think, you know, you got sometimes you've got to look at the group of people that you're coaching and, and you've got to pick the right coach accordingly. And maybe they just need a firmer hand. Not saying that, you know, if they had a really good, Experienced core group of senior senior players at New yeah. South Wales that have been there a long period of time now and had been successful, maybe you could go in with someone that was a little bit more experienced, but it seems to me that New South Wales needs someone now with that firm hand with the experience that that they get the message that you know even if it 's not directly said to you three days before a game or five days before a game. We're trying to win a series for the, you know, our second one in eleven years. Yeah. Let's not go and get on the beers on yeah, our day off, even if that's not said, because you wouldn't think it was. It would needed to be said. Yeah, yeah. You, the message has got to be clear, and and unfortunately, the players didn't get that message.
2: So, I mean, look. Obviously, we know about the Ferguson uh, and Dugan issue there, and that's obviously uh, that's hurt Laurie there in in any way. It was always going to come back and haunt him to some respect. But why is it the timing of this now? Do you know what I mean? Obviously, that, that kind of broke a, a while ago. Mm. And, you know, we're about to go into finals footy. Why they, Why wouldn't they wait till the end of the season proper, uh, the home and away season? Why wouldn't they just, why is the timing now? It seems odd.
7: I have no idea. No. Well, they did their inquiry. Obviously, it finished. But I'm with you. There was no need to rush it. Uh, I suppose they're going to go and find someone now to then, do it. I think that is might that be it, it
1: because, you know, there's a fair bit that goes to the role with the junior development and yeah, and, so and potentially I think, Mez, and this might be, if you read between the lines, they might actually need to get someone that might be involved in an NRL club now yeah, okay. and then they might need to give notice. Do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's some candidates great, out there. Everyone's space. talking about Brad Fitler and But again, Freddie would be do a great job, but with the right group of players. Is this yeah. the right group of players to put Freddie in charge of? To win the next series, I'm not so sure.
2: Yeah, also too. I mean, you think about it. He, Laurie was up against possibly the greatest Origin side of all time. You know, playing absolutely. Yeah, but they
7: should have won this series. Yeah. Yeah. This series was the one they couldn't yeah, yeah. lose, and they somehow lost it.
2: Yeah, and that's condemning, isn't it? Uh, boys, let's move on to the big match on uh, Sunday, of course. The Dragons and yeah. the Panthers. What a game. That's <laughs> what gonna a game. game. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be chockers at Pepper Season State. defining. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Is was that actually, what you're talking about? I was actually thinking about a slightly bigger one. Oh, uh, Manly Warriors. That's yeah. going to be a good game too. <laughs> manly need to win?
1: Desperate. They're going to be desperate.
2: Uh, Colin McGregor and... Um, Floyd Mayweather, of course. And I think it's it's probably gonna be around about two thirty three o'clock, I reckon, on Sunday afternoon. We'll see the those two gentlemen step into the ring for the very first time. Cross codes. As I said to uh somebody, it it reminds me a little bit of Alien versus Predator in a movie <laughs> sense.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Do you know like that's what yeah. they've done. Because like we yeah. really
2: liked Alien, we really liked mm. Predator, and then we put them together a the movie and went, Oh it didn't know, work. So know, you I don't, don't know, think it's alien. gonna work, Mess? Oh, look, I, I don't think so. I, yeah. I think I think the purity of form for me. I like, you know, I quite like uh, mixed martial arts and, and I like boxing as well. I'm not a massive fan of either. I don't, I don't yep. live for them, but I like to watch them in mm. their pure pure form. This is a spectacle. You know it's what a th- one off. Yeah. But- you know what I think they
1: should have done, Mez? You know, they haven't got the mix right. You're right, but, you know, when you do go cross codes, you need to make it work for both parties. And I just don't think it works for Connor. They should be able to kick with their right leg. <laughs> Just their right well, you know, they, he. I just don't think it, it favours him enough. I mean, he's stepping mm. into the ring and he can't use his feet. Or, he's a martial artist. Well,
2: Mayweather should be allowed to use his elbows. You see,
1: one elbow. <laughs> That'd make it more interesting, wouldn't Which it?
2: Which one? His left one. I look. I think most people have got you know their money on the fact that uh, Mayweather is going to put Conor McGregor not necessarily put him down, but yeah. he he will probably at least beat him on a points decision, you imagine because those hands are just too fast.
7: Here's the problem: Mayweather is the greatest defensive fighter ever. Yeah. It doesn't make for entertaining fights, though. Yeah, yeah. So this could be very scrappy and messy, and Mayweather might spend 12 rounds running yeah. away and mightn't get a yeah, glove laid on him. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. this whole thing of, you know, it's it's gonna someone's going to go down and go down hard, it mightn't happen mm. that way. Uh, two years ago, he fought Pacquiao. We'd waited years for this yeah. fight, and it was absolutely it was. boring. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, Mayweather's smart in a number of ways. He negotiates these fights, and they're perfect for... For him, he he didn't fight Pacquiao in his peak, Pacquiao's peak. He waited till Pacquiao, Pacquiao was over the, the hill.
2: Yeah, Pacquiao also too wasn't he carrying or just
7: recovering from an injury? A shoulder shoulder injury. Yeah, that's yep. right. Yeah. Yep. So he wasn't. He was. He was a little bit off at the time. So, it, it, he's a smart man. Yeah. He's not a great. He's not a great human, yeah. Floyd Mayweather. No. But he's a very smart man, and he knows. I think he knows exactly what he's doing.
2: Technically, what, do what do you think he's going to do? Just try and wear him down. Wear down, McGregor. Jab he's him. He's got to a death. massive tank. Yeah. Just that's it. Just wear him down yeah. slowly. Just a war of attrition. Mm. So we can't, you know, unless I, I reckon there's still half a chance that Conor McGregor is just going mm. to elbow him right in the teeth. It'll That's just... the beauty of
7: boxing. Anyone's got a puncher's chance. Yeah, I mean, and look, the great unknown seen... is the, is the joy of this fight. We've seen ears being bitten off. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> a chance. Apparently McGregor, in fact, not apparently does. There's a clause because we all think the same thing. He's going to lose his mind, and he's just yep. going to revert to kicking the bloke. Yep. Uh, but he has a clause in his contract where he loses most of his money if he kicks him. I don't know if headbutting is the same or elbowing.
2: Well, there is... I was speaking to Jerry Daffy earlier today from UBET, and he said I think it was about $7.50 for a dis- disqualified Qualification. Yeah. So if there's a, if there's a disqualified fighter... It's paying $7. No, so I
7: reckon he'll lose a point somewhere for doing something. Why do you
1: think that they've gone from the 10 ounce gloves to the 8 ounce gloves? Because that everyone favors, was. That favours McGregor. That favours McGregor. Do you yeah, think yeah. that was just to get a little bit more interest in, in the result?
2: 100%, I reckon. Because uh, if. The, it, There's no other reason he'd do also it. Too, it's too far. Like, you know, he would normally. I think he fights with sixes. Or, um, so, S- yeah, yeah, four sixes. or sixes Boy,
1: with the UFC. UFC. Forts, and then it was right. going Sorry, to be... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But McGregor's so, oh, fought with eight all his career. ...about whether or
2: not mm. it might be six. That's right. But they went back up to eight. It was the way it worked. So, I mean, there's a huge discrepancy there in, in the amount of padding but in their gloves. The
7: hype machine has been magnificent mm. all the way through because... Uh, McGregor's sparring partners have got cranky for some reason and have basically called him a fraud and they've posted social media that the bloke can't fight. And every time that's happened, Mayweather's come out and said something like, well, I might be a bit over the hill. Mm. I don't feel as fast as I used to be. Mm. I really, the guy's younger and faster. Every, you know, the hype, I tell you. The hype has been sensational.
2: It's one of those things, you can't predict it because there's too many unpredictable... It's not like simple saying which is the best boxer. I've got no idea how this is going to land, but it's going to be a big spectacle on Sunday. I think the coverage starts from 11, if I'm not mistaken. But go on, make a call.
4: I want predictions from all three of you. I reckon it's going to be disqualified. All right. McGregor?
7: I I have a little investment on a disqualification,
2: but uh, Mayweather...
7: I get Mayweather I in Mayweather. 12.
2: I reckon Mayweather's going to beat him. Yeah. But I reckon there'll be a disqualification. Mayweather
7: well. will win all 12 rounds. There yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah. Oh. McGregor will knock him
1: out in three. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh! Good. Right, girl! Gentlemen, we are forward to hearing from you boys in 40 minutes' time as a Triple M. Call team, ignite
7: your airwaves. See it, six lads. Ignite the airwaves. Yeah, what a it. great description. That's what you do. Hey, how good was Liam doing Dead Set Legends, oh, by the yeah, way? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Better. If he had the yeah. white ant gene in him, oh. I'd be worried. Mm. But I don't think he has the white ant gene in him.
2: Mm. Mm. Merrick Phil here on Triple M. And this man's first book, The Fighting Season, was released last year. And it was an absolute cracker. He's backed it up with another book, which I believe is even better. It's called Off Reservation. It's a story of a covert operator, Matt Ricks, a former commando in the Australian Armed Forces. And this man is a former major in our special forces in the commandos, and he joins me now. Bram Connolly, good to have you back, mate. Hey, Mez, how are you? Very good. Congratulations on a great follow up novel because if you'd rooted this one up, it would have been very difficult to do this interview.
6: <laughs> yeah, it would have been really well. No, you would have had a lot of material. Yeah,
2: <laughs> possibly, <laughs> mate. This, uh, th- the first novel that you did, uh, the fighting season was a uh, kind of based around some of your personal experiences, uh, but it was a, a, not a work of fiction right. based around your experiences in Afghanistan mm. and it had a kind of covert nature to it. But this has just gone full spy novel now.
6: Yeah. Well, I tried to show that um, sort of progression of what would happen to a guy if he had to go off reservation with the skills that Matt Ricks had. And I think that it lent itself to a, you know, to a spy, more of a spy-centric story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yes.
2: And it's great. I really liked it because it is, you know, it is very much in that kind of vein of a a suspense thriller, you know, but it's got all these great little notes, which are are kind of, um, I I suppose a a nod to Australian Uh, special forces, which you don't normally see from spy novels.
6: Yeah. Well, you know, it is an, it is an Australian protagonist. And I think that one of the other things too, is I've tried to to throw in some literary fiction in there as well with it, you know, trying to understand social dynamics and Mm -hmm. rolling that in there to support the story. And it was a lot of fun to write, to be honest. It was good.
2: Well, I mean, one thing that you've got as an advantage, uh, Bram, is the fact that you've got life experience, a major in the commandos. You've served overseas, deployed that many times that it's just ridiculous. So you've got all those kind of firsthand experiences, but obviously you don't necessarily have all those experiences that you can relate firsthand, Mm. but you've had to write about them anyway. And, of course, I'm talking about the sex scene. Bang! Uh,
6: Here you go, Bram. (laughs) You You know, the first, I just sent a message to my wife on the way up here, and I said, I have got the feeling I'm going to get lined up for that sex scene. (laughs) But, right, let me caveat this. Rachel is hot, right? Right. Seriously.
2: Okay, this is a character in the novel. character in the novel.
6: And I was just playing out every guy's fantasy where they would have wanted to take that. Mate, you certainly did. I mean, you came up with a list of things I'd not even thought of. (laughs) Well, no no actresses were hurt in the making of that book.
2: Well, no, when the clown came in and they got on a swing, I was like is this still a spy novel no that's of course <laughs> that's of course not the uh, case uh, but mate writing firsthand with these experiences you know yeah. having uh, combat experience yeah is it does it make it easier to just find that story to keep evolving the storyline because you've got so many experiences to draw upon
6: yeah i think so and uh, you know one of the one of the issues i think that you can have with those experiences is getting too bogged down in the detail of what it looks like what mm. the operations room looks like or you know what the what the The sound of a, you know, sound of flash grenade would sound like. So I I didn't want to go down that path of, you know, really nutting out those details. And millions and millions of acronyms. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everything's an acronym. (laughs) Everything is an acronym. Yeah, that's an acronym. That's EATCN. Yeah, (laughs) everything's an acronym. Shorten
2: everything down. So what have um uh, what have other combat Mm. servicemen thought of your novels now? Because I know that there'd be other commandos and Mm. other uh, special forces operatives have read it.
6: Yeah, I get some great feedback i mean they all they all know that it's you know fiction and mm. and i get some really good feedback from guys it's amazing how many people read this sort of stuff just to escape their everyday lives and what they do is they read about stuff that they used to do every day in their everyday lives to escape it's yeah. bizarre. <laughs> yeah but um no i've had some great feedback from from the lads and you know it's it's a cathartic experience as mm. i said to you last year so i get to you know, anyone who I didn't like before, I put him in the book and I kill him. Yeah,
2: well, except if, there's a bloke in so there. be careful. Yeah. Be careful. <laughs> there's a guy in there
0: called Merrick I'm very concerned
4: for. <laughs> he gets a
2: bit smart. Then all of a sudden, I haven't got to the, that part yet, but apparently he goes into a room and the room goes dark and then he doesn't walk out. Right. Mate, these... What and then, then a look,
4: clown and a swing come in. No,
2: <laughs> no. That's not that scene. Uh, mate, one of the things I really loved about Off Reservation too is that it's... No, all it's these, it's
6: look, Off Reservation. Off Reservation 2 hasn't come out yet.
2: Oh, oh, for, oh he's good, Boom. See? That's the joke you brought in. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, yeah, all right. We've all got one prepared. One of, I think they've got one of the pipe, isn't it? So in Off Reservation, yep. you make these references to uh, things in Sydney, uh, places in Sydney that we'd know mm. about. Obviously, Holesworthy, and you talk about, uh, I don't want to spoiler alert, but you talk about a um, training scenario. Right. And it actually is going on around Sydney. You go, oh, I, can, I know mm. these touch mm. points. It's mm. not as kind of a foreign concept.
6: Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, we, and I've said this on a few radio interviews over the last couple of weeks is that a lot of this stuff does truly happen day in, day out because there's people out there whose job it is, is to protect society. And so for me, a lot of my adult life was spent cruising around the shadows of Sydney doing military operations. And I just think it's, it's a nice thing for someone in Australia to, to read that and understand that that's occurring while they sleep. You know, there's Mm. bad, there's, there's bad men out there who do bad things to bad people, Mm. you know, but yeah, it's, it's, I think that bringing in that, um, sort of genuine, those genuine scenes as well, make it easier to relate to. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, you know, that, and you would see, I quickly took it out of there and took it straight into Italy. So people can then get out of Australia and imagine them somewhere else.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I Mm. mean, it's not all all based here in Australia. Mm. Um, obviously it's quite an international novel in that respect. But, you know, you do talk about some of those training exercises that are conducted in and around this area. Now, from time to time, Hmm. Bram, in Sydney, we would see Black Hawk helicopters Hmm. flying around. We know that they've come from Holesworth. We know that there's special forces operatives on them doing training exercises. But what occurred to me is like how... Often there's other, you know, that's a really kind of bold statement. You see a Black Hawk helicopter. This you, is a long you...
6: setup for a joke, Mary. No, no, that's no, not a joke. That's
2: the thing. That's why it's so long. <laughs> okay. The jokes, they don't have a setup because that would require thought. But you see you see a Black Hawk helicopter and you know, you know what's going on, yeah. right? The general public know that. But what about all the other times, Bram, where, like, where citizens would just be completely unaware that you guys are conducting operations?
6: Mm, mm. Yeah, well, there's
2: secrets worth keeping. Really? Yeah. You don't want to share them? No. Not at all. But how often? I mean, it just like oh, the kind of that cloak of darkness, as mm. it were, mm,
4: mm.
2: around Sydney. Is it a daily thing that mm. you you kind of exploring those operations? See <laughs> 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 so now, I've got you in the back. Yeah, floor.
6: you do. Yeah, you do. No, look. You know, And this is where this media training comes in. I'm going to change the narrative and just and draw this. I'm just going to draw this right out for the next oh, 17 Jesus. minutes oh, before course. I talk about like in the fullness of time with all things considered. and just going to yeah. turn
2: into an Australian swimmer. Uh, this is what Australian swimmers do. Really? Yeah, yeah. With tennis players, yeah, oh, footy gosh. players, pretty much oh. all sports stars. <laughs> change the narrative.
6: Um, Okay. No, I'll answer the question. So I think that you'll find that, you know, especially guys that are in the tactical assault group and, and those sort of guys, they're training day in, day out, uh, whether or not that's out at their base or whether that's doing you know um, things around the city it's it's a continual daily renewable contract where they're mm. training day in day out. so yeah
2: and you know there's uh, obviously in this novel there is mm. that aspect of uh, espionage. who do you consult because I mean I, I see when people are writing an espionage novel they might consult a military expert like yourself with first-hand experience yeah. but when you're talking about like spies and you know uh, the CIA and uh, other elements international elements, who do you consult? Where do you get that kind of knowledge from? Because it's very detailed and feels very accurate.
6: Yeah, it's a good question. Um,
2: Are you a spy?
6: There is a, there's a <laughs> oh, very, fuck, there's a I'm very, there's a very loose overlap, isn't there? There's a very loose overlap between the military and 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 that sort of realm. Mm. Um, and you know, we would we would dabble in playing with some of that stuff. But you know, I have I have friends in different agencies and industries that I talk to and ask questions about for authenticity. Um, equipment and, you know, tactics, techniques, procedures. Um, and again, a lot of that stuff, you know, I wouldn't put something in a book that would be, um, you know, infringe on national security or something like yeah. that. So if I can't, if someone's told me something and then I can't find that thing uh, on yeah you know, on the internet in yeah, some yeah. way then yeah. i won't then i won't put it in the book because, so if there's if yeah.
2: if it's not already like another example out there you won't no kind of support yeah, it. No, work.
6: i don't see that as i don't see that as the selling point for the books either you know to 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 go like hunt for red october tom clancy made all this stuff up about submarines hmm. And then most of it was true, and he didn't realize it. And then, then he had a then he was hauled across the coals for it, you know. So yeah, so well, I mean,
2: obviously, the true part was that most Russian subs were being operated by Scottishmen and sunk. Yeah, <laughs>
6: <laughs> but you know, what, the 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 way I sort of look at it is, if I'm going to write something, I'm going to write a story that captivates people. I don't necessarily want to write something that is, you know, people are going to look through the pages for 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 that next you know piece of technology that exists they don't know yep. about yet because. The problem with my background and, and my previous life is if I make something up, like you're going to believe it. Yeah, you're going to go, oh, that must that must be real because he's made that up. Well, that's sexy. Or he's said it. That's a great example. Of exactly, that. I believe that. Yeah, of course I mean, it's not true. Course, it's ridiculous. Of course, clowns don't wear shoes. Of
2: course, one of the things. What's this? Oh, just sorry. Let's just get to the page. It has made no oh, Hang on, hang on, hang on. Those. Yes, I have missionary position. What's that? Mate, that stuff is, obviously, I, I that's have,
6: Hollywood fiction. I have two kids. I can tell you now that that's a, that works. Well, that's when you have sex on a mission, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. right.
2: There's yeah. missionary sex. Well, that's remember really. last time we talked about special equipment
6: that you carry? <laughs> you know, and I've come today pre, you know, ready to, primary, to launch into those jokes. Is that the a primary or secondary weapon there? The acronyms the... for a... What was it last time? Dildo that we carry in yep. our packs. Special equipment. Yep. You know. yep. Let's that's, not what all those, that's what all those pouches are for.
4: What has gone wrong with this show? That we're speaking to Bram Connolly about mm. his new book, Off mm. Reservation, mm. and we're talking about him carrying dildos into this interview. It, yeah, because <laughs> that's, yeah. look seriously...
6: Told you if I say it, it's true. It's
2: par for the course (laughs) for this show. I think we know that. Mate, you touched on the fact that you've written about other locations around the world and the detail, Mm. particularly in uh, some of the locations in Turkey and in Italy, Mm. are really very finite. Did you need to go and travel and... Learn about these, or once again, you can just kind of garner enough from the internet.
6: No, I absolutely went to those places because that's why I became an author, so I could go to exotic locations. Like and the, next off set, the next one's set in the Maldives. I'm just waiting for my say, plane ticket. I was gonna say, um, going got got to say, if you're going to Greece in two weeks' time, I'm writing,
2: I'm writing a book which is based at school this week. So,
6: <laughs> yeah, so the, my next book starts in Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. During during yeah. Shot Show yeah. and it, and it's actually called Sixty Four Countries in Sixty Four Days. Yeah. Yeah. It and they're in... all exotic.
2: Yeah. Okay. That's that's the yeah. way to do it. so you did you have to go over there and do some research yeah. and, yeah, and I did, yeah.
6: take notes. Yeah, well the, the scene in Abertony you know, if it's if there's a cafe somewhere and something's happening in a cafe, I've sat there and imagined it and started writing. Yeah, okay. so that's that's how I do that. Yeah. Okay, using your imagination. Yeah. So so I I like to use my imagination. <laughs>
2: Mate, there's a bloke in this book who I reckon I might know is a friend of yours that you've served with, and he's a very scary unit. Yeah, isn't he? I would say that he's the most terrifying human I've ever met in my entire life. Oh. And he's in this book, and you seem to have just named him. Is he okay with that? What does he think about this? Hang and on how a does, second. Hang on a second. How does he think about, well, you haven't named it, but I reckon I might have picked it up. But how does how does a friend of yours that you've operated with feel about being in the book and the portrayal of their character in a book?
6: Um, Okay. We're just, we're obviously talking about JJ. Yeah. hundred percent. Who, who, who is pretty good at selling himself as well, by the way, He's, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, he's yeah. not bad. Yeah. But also I mean, you're too, not going to argue with him.
2: But also, too, he, he did once in a bar put me to sleep um, in about two seconds. Yeah, he is a scary individual. I was holding a beer and then I was asleep and I woke up and I'm like, what happened there? And oh. he
6: went, I just made you go to sleep. All, all I can say is I wish people would stop messaging me saying, hey, can you just write a book about JJ? He sounds awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but what about Matt Ricks? No, no, JJ, that's a good story. <laughs> that Matt Ricks guy, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, thanks. Thanks very much. Yeah, don't worry.
2: <laughs> JJ will write his own book yeah, at some stage. Yeah, yeah. So clearly you are the protagonist and you've you've written yourself in as Matt Ricks oh, We've discussed
6: this. Yeah. Well, I'm not Matt Ricks. No, but, M- but Matt Ricks is and what's the party line I'm using again? Uh, um, a good lover. Yeah, um, he's rude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm Matt Riggs.
2: <laughs> Bram Connolly, you've got a brand new book out, the mm. follow-up to The Fighting Season. If you read The Fighting Season, I promise you this is an even better effort. It's such a progression from your first novel, Off Reservation by Bram Connolly, inv- available in good bookstores right now. Mm.
6: Thanks, Merrick. Thanks, Liam. I'll, I'll be sure to come on your show next time, mate. Yeah, mate, you're yeah. welcome.
4: He'll have one. You're welcome. <laughs>
6: Well it's been a big
0: week in Sydney and as usual it's time to call a meeting at the Merrickville Council Chambers to vote on which suburb gave us the best call this week. Us blokes have a tendency to put our foot in it. So we asked, what was the phrase that pays? The thing you say that absolutely sets your partner off.
6: It sort of all started from a bit of family conflict with my side, and then one day I just happened to say, you're starting to sound like my mother.
5: Relax, chill, settle down, simmer, any of those, takes a little argument, turns it into world war
3: three. My ex and mother-in-law were both psychologists. And any time there was dramas which was 99% my fault, I would say, don't try and analyse me.
0: But we're not sure how Jason in Warunga is even alive to call us.
5: I'm reasonably educated, but I have this tendency to say uh, after a couple of beers, um, are you still talking? Oh, jeez, (laughs) Jason!
0: This week, we wanted to know the things you'd eaten that weren't food. Nick in Pendle Hill just wanted to help his mum.
6: A long time ago, about 43 years ago, my mum was into um, sewing big time and I was only two and apparently I went up and grabbed a little cup of pins and took a swig. And luckily for me there was only two pins in that cup and the head was facing up so they've gone through my whole system and come out my nappy, Wow. Could
2: you feel it going through your stomach and at the end did it feel a little bit like pins and needles?
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but after the council voted, re voted, had a smoko, and then voted some more, the winning suburb this week is Grey Stains, where Tony tried to avoid the tooth fairy. What have you eaten that wasn't food? It's was actually my little
7: nephew who was staying over my house. He's obviously taking a glass of water to bed. Um, he's got up in the morning, I'm doing a bit of cleaning up as I do. Um, saw the glass of water, and went, oh, I'll just, I'll neck that. As I've nicked it, I'm going, oh, what was that?
4: And I later found out it was his tooth that fell out during the night. Oh, He oh, You <laughs> a human, <gym> tooth? <laughs> <laughs> what the
6: f- Thank you for visiting Merrickville. And be a Merrickvillian. Uh, Merrickvillite. Merrickvillaman? Join us on Facebook or Twitter at Merrickville FM 104.9 Triple M.